podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Our first guest on The Paddock and the Pavilion is Guy Bonney, the Italian ballerina who, inspired by an American blockbuster film, moved to Newmarket to be a jockey. Welcome to the paddock, Gaia. Thank you for having me, Stephen. Uh, ciao. Ciao. <laughs> I'm getting my practice in, having been to Italy in um, January this year. And I know I know um, that area where I went to um, is where you come from. You were born in Milan. Yeah, exactly. And you were born in the, in the city as well, yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh, and and that area was has been very badly affected by the coronavirus. How how are your parents getting along? Uh, fortunately, they are well at the minute. Thank you so much. And uh, I I had a video call a few days ago with them, and uh, my my father is still busy with uh, his vegetables garden. Okay. And my mother, fortunately, she come back to have some work uh, outside in the countryside with uh, the dogs. And uh, of course, uh, my sister keep going to to work. And uh, also my brother, he used to work like uh, other people at home. And now he can come back to travel and do his meeting. That's excellent news. I love my trip to Italy over the New Year, Gaia, and I hope the situation continues to improve there and you'll be able to visit your parents later in the year. Yeah, I hope so. Last time that I went to visit them was uh, at Christmas. That's good. Now, before we get on to the regular parts of the paddock and the pavilion, I just wanted to congratulate you, Gaia, on your debut win on your first ride on the Roly Mile on Friday the 26th of June. How do you feel at the moment? I'm still over the moon if uh, I think about it. Well, we'll get back to that uh, later in the show. Your first passion was ballet. When did you start ballet? Uh, I started at three years old and I carry on for 15 years, something like that. And uh, he was my childhood was always ballet and uh, school. So how many hours did you used to spend uh, ballet um, each week or how many days did you practice ballet each week? So when I was very kid, so like uh, three years old to maybe six, uh, just uh, three times uh, a day, a week, sorry, three times, uh, three times a week. And probably it's uh, like two hours a day. And now, and then, when I become more grow up and everything, and uh, I was going to do something like very agonistic, like academy to try to uh, go in that way, like a career. I trained myself uh, seven, six days per week. Six. You must have been very good at ballet then, yeah. Not, not really good because then I left, you know, because then I I started to riding, horse racing. Yeah, with, with racing, how did you first get interested in horses? 
because the one day I watched uh, an American movie uh, called Sea Biscuit uh, at the, you know, in the TV, and uh, he gave me a lot adrenaline because I used to see horses anyway with my sister, but was not my passion. I mean, I was uh, always uh, focused on ballet and school, but that movie gave me a lot of interest about that. And then I get uh, the opportunity to go to visit a stable uh, in my hometown at um, Renato Di Scepolo stable. I think it was Christmas Eve or something like that. I think five, five years ago. So 2015? Yeah. When you were watching that film? I was just, you know, have a dinner with my family uh, near the sofa with the telly. And it was my day to choose the film. So you, you chose the film, yeah? Yeah, I chose just to uh, pick up the first film uh, on the telly and it was uh, Squid. Did you when you watched that film? or? Yeah, just uh, on 2014, I think. Oh, so 2014, right, okay. I still was uh, do ballet, so I trained myself all the day. So the, the, the routine was I get up, breakfast, I go to the school to 8 to 2 o'clock and then I eat lunchtime in the car because it was, I think, 20 minutes in the car to go to the academy ballet. And then was like 3.30 for two hours, then I have a break, another another lessons about one hour and a an half and then maybe another hour and uh, usually I used to come back like eight o'clock in the evening at home have a dinner and go straight to study for you know for the school so it's a very big commitment wasn't it ballet yes. yeah <laughs> ah. but the uh watching the uh, sea biscuit film obviously uh changed you a lot and you then decided to pursue a career in in horse racing, but you you did do some riding actually at some stables in Italy as well, didn't you? Yeah, but uh, was not uh, the way to go for a career. Was like a new hobby, you know. So I used to go there just in the weekend, uh, probably just Sunday because uh, on Saturday I had the school in the morning. Uh, and then I spent all the summer and I started to to ride the two lots for another trainer called Luigi Jack, who, who taught me a lot in just one week and then I carry on. I started to do freelance for different stable like Incolic and for Grizzetti trainer. And I think the... The main year that I improved a lot was uh, in the 2016. That year, I I got also the license for amateur, and uh, I got one ride with the uh, Adragon. Uh, oh, so you had a, an amateur ride in Italy, yeah? Yeah, exactly. But was quite. Uh, but I was very excited and uh, was. You know, like living a dream to have a ride in uh, your hometown, you know. So it was a very big decision then to come to the UK in 2018 
What was the main reason why you decided to come over? Because I was, I had a lot of interest to start to, to study in physiotherapy in Milan. But unfortunately, I lose for like an hose for the entries to, for the university, you know. So I started to do nursing and uh, I, I loved studying that, but not like practice, you know. Very good the relationship with the patient, but when I have to like take uh, the blood or something like that, I say, no way. <laughs> oh, I don't like blood myself, so... Uh... Uh, so, how long? Um, you, uh, how long did you do the um, nursing? Was it nursing degree you were doing then? Uh, uh, yeah, university uh, was like six months, maybe. Not yeah. sure about that. And uh, and then I got a call uh, from Luca Kumani to have a chance to do two weeks from 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 here, like a stage. And uh, I said to myself. Uh, that I was just 20 years old, quite young. So if I want to do something that I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to do, uh, maybe it's good to do when you are still young. Yeah, this was the time to, to come over, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and had you been to the UK before? Just once with the school. I, I don't used to go, you know, to holiday with the school. But that day I went for 10 days uh, near London because I was quite struggled to carry on in English. Like my teacher gave me always four, five, sometimes six. No, no, never 10, never. No, four or five out of 10. Yeah. So what did your parents think when you said that you wanted to come over to uh, the UK to become a jockey? was not like uh, to come to be a jockey, you know, because who knows about that? No. Uh, but they they knew when I already bought the ticket um, because they are quite, uh, how do you say, they are very close parents. Yeah. Like, you know, it's quite, for them it was quite strange to hold something from me because I used to have a high score in in school, do all my duty before pleasure and everything. But but they knew that if I'm going there, it's because uh, to get the experience for myself, also for life. And uh, if uh, the things uh, go to roll, of course I give my best. But they must have been worried when you. Coming over to uh... oh, my mother was so worried. Believe me, she she called her like three times a day. Now it's getting lower, you know. But oh, good. the the days was always with the mum in the call. So you came over to the UK to Luca Kamani's in is that May two thousand and eighteen? Yeah, I started to work for him the next day of my flight. So 5 May 2018. Well, you were starting at a good place. That's where Frankie de Tori started. So uh, what was it What was it like at Luca Kamani's? Uh, he's a very gentleman, very uh, always focused about uh, try to... Precise, precise, yeah. Precise, yeah. exactly. So 
I enjoy a lot uh, to get my first experience uh, at uh, Bedford Lodge and I got uh, my first gallops to the stores and everything and uh, and then I look after like four horses in the evening. So then there was an opportunity to move to another stable and you went to William Jarvis's at Phantom House. How did you get uh, uh, the um, how did you get your role there? Uh, because I read, uh, I read uh, adverts. Advert, yeah, yeah. Advert, yeah, in a racing career that he was looking for an apprentice jockey. So I went there to introduce myself and ask he, and uh, offer him to ride out so he can have a look if uh, he was happy with me. And uh, and then I got my license with him in June uh, 2019. So you started at uh, Williams in the November 2018, um, yeah. and then you went to the racing school in the is it April 2000? No, uh, in May and May of uh, 2019. May, yeah. So what was it like at the British Racing School? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, very enjoy yeah, because. You know, uh, they start the game. I mean, uh, you started to study racing properly. I started to to be very full immersion, um, studying, riding, uh, to do some piece of work, uh, to make sure you do the same piece. Uh, for example, one, one uh, work was uh, to... 11 seconds for four furlongs or something like that. Uh, and then uh, he, they invite a lot of people like Lydia uh, for media training. This is Lydia Hislop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Another coach uh, for motivation and the nutritionist of PGA. So it's very and wide ranging, there's a very wide ranging course when you're there. Uh, yeah, so every day I learned a lot and uh, was very interested. Good, yeah. And so you finished, you've now got your license June 2019 and you're, you're living in, in Newmarket. Um, how different is Newmarket to Milan? Uh, very different because when I always coming back at home, I complain about smog. Here, um, I don't feel any smog or like it's more quiet with the nature and everything that, you know, a lot of people, mostly they are in rush for work. They push you on the um, underground. So it's very different. Yeah, but, we haven't got the metro in, um, in no. Newmark. No. No, no, no. <laughs> it's very different, I think, to... Uh, the hustle and bustle of the city, a city in, in Italy. Mm-mm. Well, we've moved forward then. So you've got your license. Um, and then your first ride was on the 25th of August at yeah. Yarmouth. Now, I was looking up that particular day on the it's Sunday, the 25th of August. It was a very hot spell of weather. So, so we're actually in the middle of a, a British heat wave. So what can you remember about the, that Sunday at Yarmouth? Yeah, it was a very sunny day and the ground was very firm. I remember a lot because uh, my mind was very busy uh, because 
was that with the two horses, Wimpo Holland and Regato, and I used to be also a traveler because the traveler was in holiday. So I was, you know, think about the declare the horse, make sure they have uh, everything. So were you in charge then of the two horses then, were you? Yeah, and uh, and then uh, uh, fortunately my ride was uh, the force, you know. So when everything was okay, I went to the changing room to change myself. And then I had like 14 minutes to change again and uh, go to prepare my horse to lead, lead up. Arigato for Josephine Gordon. Yeah, I really enjoyed the the day also because uh, I I really I remember when I put my my fourth foot in the ring and uh, saw all the people like uh, Mr. Jarvis, Miss Emma Banks, the owner, with uh, her uh, you know family, her mother and everything. So everybody was there. Uh, to support me and uh, give me best of luck. And I remember uh, Mr. Jarvis said to me, uh, good luck and uh, enjoy your day because this one is your day, you know. And then in my mind, I, I said, oh, my God, so ne- next ride, no excuse, I mean. <laughs> so how, how did the race go for you? How did you find the race? Uh, yeah, good. Um, he jumped off, uh, and then it's a very long way. I mean, Yarmouth that I could remember. Uh, but he did enjoy a lot. The trip was very firm ground for him. And uh, and it's of course, hall you're riding, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And of course, it was my fourth uh, um, race under rules. But. Um, was just uh, you know the first uh, ride under rules so no nothing very was special but tact- tactically was like to give me more experience yeah. for yeah. the next rides yeah so that that day you came you came six of the seven runners but um, 86 days later on the 19th of November at Chelmsford riding the same horse Wimpole Hall you yeah you won, went, won the race, yeah. Yeah, we went forth on the wire, and uh, I was so excited because I recognized that I was going to win uh, from the second furlong, the last second furlong. He enjoyed he enjoyed a lot the game to to go through the horses. Yeah, because that day you were racing against three. Group one winning jockeys in Adam Kirby, Jason Watson and Luke Morris. And you came through the middle to win by three quarters of a length at 20 to one. Were your family watching that day on the television back in Italy? They, they were very excited because that, that race, I told them that I was going to ride, you know, and um, they didn't, uh, they can't watch uh, until they replay. Right, so they weren't watching live, but they, but they, but they watched it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they were very happy. Did you know Frankie Dettori rode his first winner on Billy Pitt at Turin on 9th of November 1986, 
and his first winner in Britain was on Lizzie Hare at Goodwood on 9th of June 1987. And then eight days later, you had your second win on the 27th of November, this time at Kempton on Queen Constantine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, w- I think uh, I enjoy a lot that the day because uh, I used to look after her as well in the evening and ride her every day in the morning. So it was so, a horse you knew well then, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it uh, was a honour for me to uh, get, uh, get, uh, bring her at home like a winner in, in my first ride with her, you know. And that, that race you won in a driving finish. So at that time you'd won two of your first three races. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was a good start. Anyway, and then on the 25th of January, you won another race on Queen Constantine at Kempton. Yeah. Uh, and on this occasion, you chased down the leader who was quite away in front uh, and you won quite easily in the end, though. Yeah, she she she, moved, she won a quite very easy that race because I think it was also class five. And yeah, she enjoyed it. And then the last ride you had and before lockdown was on the 13th of February. Uh, we've then had lockdown. What what sort of things did you get up to during lockdown? Um, of course, uh, the gym uh, uh, is still closed. So I used to do a fitness session at home, sometimes also with the video call with the personal trainer. And uh, I went out for a run and... Um, uh, maybe focus on to improve uh, English with uh, some books, and that's it. So you, you've got a jockey coach as well, haven't you? Were you speaking to him during the, the lockdown as well? Just uh, by call, because it was not allowed to go to the simulator room. But you were riding out, though, still riding out every day, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you oh, did I... some riding out for Ed Dunlop as well? Yeah, in the last uh, months, I started to 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 have uh, a few gallops for him. And last Tuesday, um, so yesterday, I had my fifth gallop for him at Albatri. So I'm really pleased because he gave me the opportunity to improve, uh, you know, to get more experience in the morning because uh, Mr. Jarvis... Uh, doesn't go a lot at, uh, you know, uh, turf gallop. So it's all good experience though, isn't it? Yeah. Let's find out Gaia's favourites. We're now coming on to our favourites round. So Gaia, what, who is your favourite horse? Uh, I mean, uh, the two fellas, like Queen Paul Hall and Queen Constantine. At the minute, just... Uh, Wimpole Hall is in the yard due Queen Constantine come back uh, at New Zealand to the owners uh, and uh, of course I wish her best career for breeding. So you miss her, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I miss her, of course I miss her. And your favourite jockey, who would be your favourite jockey or jockeys? I um, I don't have favourite jockeys because I try to, you know, take something from different but I really fancy Holly Doyle, of course, in this day because she's uh, one of my, uh, ex- how do you say, experience, aspiration, you know? Yeah. 
and uh, she helped me um, if uh, I need something during the in the day in the racing day and she's there also to ride and maybe I have a question or maybe uh, ask her some advice uh, uh, she she's uh, always available to uh, to help me so she's very helpful and of course she just had a winner at Royal Ascot um, only a couple of weeks ago yeah. yeah she's still over the moon about that I thought you were going to say being an Italian I thought you might say Andrea Zini or uh, Frankie Di Tori but uh, but um... no, I mean I, I of course uh, also Ryan Muro maybe um, there is another girl now on fire is uh, Michelle Michel in France. Uh, you know, girls like this uh, give uh, the view that in the future could be more probability they give uh, the opportunities to to us girls, you know. Yeah, well, we're seeing a lot more girls now, aren't you? Yeah. Exactly. And now your, your favourite trainer? Um... I think uh, every, every trainer try their best uh, effort for the horses, you know. Uh, I can just speak about uh, Luca Kumani and William Jarvis because I worked for them. I I really impressed about Luca Kumani who was trying to to do 100% to each horses. Doesn't matter how good is uh, he he go always to look around and uh, try to be very tiny and everything, you know. About uh, Will, Mr. Jarvis, he's very patient with the horses. Uh, I remember last year Lady Bofop uh, refused uh, to go to the stores and uh, he and uh, his head girl Becky worked uh, hard and uh, they were very patient with the Lady B, uh, you know, at home in the morning. And then the next race, she went uh, straight uh, inside the stores. Yeah. So he's a very and, patient uh, trainer then, yeah. Very yeah. patient. Yeah. I, I, I think she won as well. And of course, the Miss Emma Banks was uh, very happy about that. And, he, and he's a good supporter of you as well, William Jarvis, yeah. Yeah. Even though he doesn't have a lot of horses, because now we are around 22 or something like that, of course, he tried his best to support me. Good. And what would be your favourite race? I think uh, Golden Cup at Ascot. Oh, the Ascot Gold Cup, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's quite long to watch and uh, I, can, I can learn from that race. It was two and a half miles, so uh, yeah, yes, long way, yeah. And uh, it's crazy to see again Stradivarius uh, uh, one three wins times. Wins up easily, yeah, three times, yeah, and by an Italian yeah. as well. Yeah, Frankie. Now, what would be your favourite race course? So unfortunately, I didn't went, I didn't go uh, to different uh, race course, you know, because I had just twelve rides. But I enjoy a lot Campton, and uh, I enjoy, of course, a lot the new market uh, role, role in my... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, 
Now, you must be on cloud nine because um, you've only just won on your first race at Newmarket, the first time you've been to Newmarket, your first ride on the 26th of June, yeah. uh, Wimpole Hall won by a head when you beat um, William Buick in a driving finish. Now, tell me about that day. That must have been the, the best day of your racing career. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Fortunately, he jumped on well. I mean, to to have a chance to have a lead from William Buick. And uh, we travel very nice uh, to stay behind until uh, until uh, I watched William Buick start to squeeze his horse. And then we moved uh, on the left and uh, we picking up. So were you confident, the... confident during the race that you could win the race? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, because we, uh, Wimpo Hall enjoy a lot the trip. So, of course, uh, I was not very in rush, but I know if uh, I started to uh, how, put my hands down, he, he stopped. I mean, so yeah. I just make sure that I... I push until the warrior and everything uh, after the dip. Uh, but because, of course, I had uh, my my whip on the right and uh, I just, uh, you know, squeeze on and uh, maybe motivate him on the shoulder and everything. William Buick was very close to me on the right. So I say I go just a hand and heels here. Because anyway, I felt I'm going to win. So you were very, it was a very patient ride. And then you say to win in a driving finish against William Buick was, you must have been absolutely delighted at the end to, to win, win at Newmarket as well. Yeah, I was over the moon that day. And uh, of course, when uh, we pull it up, I had a very big smile. And uh, William Buick was behind me, said, well done. So I was very, very happy. It must have been disappointing that when you're coming into the winner's enclosure and there's virtually nobody there. I mean, there'd have been so many people there if, if we hadn't have been under the current lockdown restriction. But what did it feel like then? Of course, after the race, then you're being interviewed on, on racing TV. Were your parents watching this live in Italy or, or again, was it recorded for them? No, it was recorded for them. Of course, I was very pleased to receive uh, my first interview with uh, Lydia Islop uh, because uh, she she recognized the difference from social media that I had the British racing school and that, uh, you know, in front of the camera. So, yeah, I enjoy a lot. And uh, even though people was not there, you know, I'm very pleased that I received a lot of support from social media in Twitter. Oh yes, I've been looking on social media. You've had you've had some congratulations from people like Cornelius Lysett, the ex-BBC uh, uh, yeah. commentator. Sarah Kimani's been been on there. Loads of different people have been on social media congratulating you. Yeah, so of course it's uh, it's a good thing because you know uh, uh, jockey life. It's very up and down. So really thank you for all the support because make the difference, I think. Yeah, hopefully this will get you 
some more rides as well which is which is important yeah i hope so because you know uh, mr jarvis uh, doesn't have a lot of horses and uh, i think the next step uh, is uh, keep going to uh, get more experience in the morning under other trainers orders and um, and the work from there and and um will it the Wimpole Hall was is owned by William Jarvis. What did um, what did he say after you'd won the race? Oh, no, he was happy. Said to me, "Well done." Well, he said nothing else. He was you'd, pleased. You'd followed his orders to perfection, had you? Yeah. I uh, that you have to ask him. I mean, <laughs> I'm not Mr. Jarvis, but he said to me, "Try to have a leader." And fortunately, I got the chance to have a leader. It uh, was not very strict uh, orders because he said, who knows, maybe he jumped very well, forced jumping out. So you can go in front if that happened. Yeah, so but I prefer you take a leader. Yeah. So, so finally, what are your future ambitions in, in horse racing? Of course, it's getting more experience and more rights and, of course, more winners to maintain my race strike higher. Well, you've, got a, you've got a very good strike rate at the moment. You've got four winners out of 12, isn't it, I think? Yeah, Yeah, and uh, the, like I said in the interview with Lydia, I was very over the moon because I had the same score about uh, the... Um, the last year to win yeah, 2019 a... you won two out of six and now you've won two out of six in 2020 yeah. now, of course i'm looking to go do the step forward about that you know depends well, hopefully you'll get now get some more rides which yeah. then will lead to some more winners and would you like to one day ride in italy yeah of course why not I mean, uh, come back maybe in uh, my hometown for one opportunity to ride there could be amazing because uh, maybe it's also a good opportunity to my parents to watch me live. Yeah. yeah, because they are quite old now. They are they are going to the to the seventy, and my my mother is quite afraid about fly. And she she has asthma as well. So if I go there, it's more easy for my parents or family or friends, you know, to to share a, a good moment with me. Well, hopefully you'll get the chance to do that in the not too distant future. One thing that you are doing particularly is that as a as a young young person, you're really following your dream, which is is a lot to be said. Uh, a lot of people don't uh, take the opportunity to go for their dreams and that's there's a lot to be said for that who knows if you hadn't chosen to watch the sea biscuit film on the sofa all those years ago you wouldn't be an apprentice jockey who knows steve maybe not but good job you chose that film uh, i was just lucky i think <laughs> well anyway it's um, an inspiration to anyone else uh, who wants to be a jockey thank you very much for being uh, with us on the on the show in the paddock um, and the best of luck for the rest of the season thank you for joining us many thanks it's a pleasure 
Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Paddock and the Pavilion. Follow us on Twitter at The Pad and Pav. Podcast Network.